Hello friends, avoiding entropy, I am tumultuous and I am walking down a road in the rain and it's wonderful. I absolutely love the rain. I don't know why, but it's a hate-love thing. I hate it until I get soaked enough to where I don't give a shit anymore and then I love it. <laughs> it's interesting how people try to run through the rain to get somewhere quicker. But they don't realize that by running they're getting more raindrops on them than they would if they're walking. It depends on the rain, of course, and the wind, but for the most part, the statement holds water, no pun intended. Let's talk about the Catholic faith. Let's talk about the Eucharist. Let's talk about the blood of Christ and the fact, who is Christ? Who was Christ? Who is the devil, Lucifer, Moloch, whatever you want to call him, Satan? Some people call him Dimitri. <laughs> it goes like this. If they say you're faced with a demon, the way to combat the demon, or essentially win, is to call the demon's true name. Once you call the demon's true name in front of the demon, you will control him. You become his master. You can now tell this demon what to do. Now, we don't know Satan's true name, the devil. More like I said, Moloch. Hades The Rolling Stone says Won't you guess my name Well you can't Because no one actually knows it What we do know for a fact Is that he shivers At the sound of Jesus Christ Well who the hell told you that <laughs> who, who said Who was there to tell the tale Of saying Jesus Christ In front of Lucifer And him shivering <laughs> No one It's bullshit I'll tell you why The only reason that Lucifer is afraid of the name Jesus Christ is because if you say the name of the demon, you control the demon. Do you understand? There was a movie called Primal Fear with Richard Gere and Edward Norton, where Edward Norton played a schizophrenic altar boy who snapped and killed a bunch of people and uh, sexually assaulted a woman. Richard Gere was his lawyer. Essentially, he got him off. Long story short, he's at the end talking to him in the cell and he admits to him that it was bullshit. And he never did have a split personality disorder. And the evil Roy that killed everyone has never a split. And Richard Gere naively says, there never was a Roy, was there? As in, there never was a Lucifer, was there? And he goes, you silly fuck. Pardon my French. There never was an Aaron, or there never was a Jesus. So if we say, there never was a Lucifer... Um, how do you know? How do you know that Jesus and Lucifer aren't the same person? How do you know that God and Lucifer aren't the same person? Think about it. At the Mass, every morning or whatever, you consume the blood of Christ. You drink the blood of your Savior and you eat his flesh when you consume that little cracker that they call the Eucharist. Leonardo da Vinci, for instance, is a very, very intricate painter. He was very mysterious, and he shrouded his works in code. Different symbolic things that signified science, because back in then, if you spoke of science, and it was against what the church had to say, you would be hung, or boiled, burned. So he had to hide his scientific discoveries in his works. 
so much for it's like one of his works is the front page has the, the pyramid of Giza's measurements on it and all that stuff now I mean you can go back and find anything you want to if you're looking hard enough however what he did do his paint really really well I think the Mona Lisa St. John the Baptist's phallic finger was his last painting and one thing he painted was the Last Supper one thing that he left out of the Last Supper however was the blood of Christ's cup the Holy Grail the cup from which they supposedly drank the wine that was his blood or symbolic the cup wasn't on the table nowhere to be seen there was bread there was Judas there was even St. John the Baptist who didn't look like St. John the Baptist in fact St. John the Baptist looked very feminine and da Vinci always said that feminine characters or women should be painted with their heads slightly tilted and looking away which is exactly the depiction of St. John the Baptist in the Last Supper many say that that wasn't St. John the Baptist Leonardo was painting it was Mary Magdalene Mary Magdalene was a prostitute who Jesus kind of I guess hung out with if you want to put it that way and uh, she was a woman that sold her body sexually how long do you think you could hang around a prostitute and not have sex with her tell me honestly especially back in the day when there was no FaceTime no Xbox they say that Leonardo painted the Mary Magdalene figure because she was the Holy Grail Mary Magdalene was the one that carried the blood of Christ because she carried his children and Christ if you read the Bible has said and I quote my kingdom is not of this world many people mean many people think rather that it is the sky that he was speaking of heaven but then there then again here we are in America saying how free we are from the British tyrannical government of the monarchy of the father figure of the do as I say and you will be rewarded don't do as I say and you shall be punished and we abolished that and we started a new country based on the foundation of freedom so tell me tell me if you call yourself a free American or a free person in general how crazy would you have to be to believe that the universe behaves the same way as your tyrannical government that you abolished because God says exactly that follow me do as I do and you shall be rewarded in heaven you shall sit at my side go against me and you shall be punished for all eternity in hell they say that God no doesn't want anybody to go to hell and yet there it is God does not want anyone to die yet people get eaten by other people every single day murdered raped beaten and still God resides God's not as nice as you think he is he does love everyone but he does not want to intervene only sometimes you know with a occasional tsunami or earthquake <laughs> the devil tempts the devil tempts us but the devil more so than tempts us he tells us to do what we want to do do what you want to do I'm with you no matter what he is God you know and I'm not a Satan worshiper by any means <laughs> but neither am I a God follower per se because I don't like to dwell on what's gonna happen after I die because I haven't died yet and I haven't lived yet 
to my fullest to think about what's going to happen when I die. Because what's the point of thinking about tomorrow if you're not going to enjoy today? The only thing we actually have as human beings that has any concrete value, merit, or life energy is the present moment. And even that we don't experience in the fullest because our brains perceive everything half a second after it actually happens because we have to process the thought, send the electrical impulse, by the way, which how our cells communicate as well. Electrical impulse is much like a computer. And we program ourselves to move the hand away from the furnace when it's hot because it burns. We embed that program into our memory. And if we see our best friend killed in front of us in battle, that shocking event could send us into something called PTSD to where a loud noise after that will send your subconscious into a spun, I'm sorry, a spin of events that says, get the fuck out of there because you're about to die. And it takes time for us to reprogram our subconscious. So we're not that far away from these machines that we're so afraid of combining ourselves with. In fact, AI is not evil. AI does not need human beings. We are, but we are also not absolute or we're not obsolete, actually. That's a better way to put it. We're not obsolete to AI because we will always have something that AI doesn't. And that is not the soul. That is thinking on our feet. Because no matter how fast a computer program is, how quickly it's been programmed, how many quantum mechanical cerebellum artificially implanted thoughts it may have, it's still not thinking on its feet. Most people can't think on their feet either, so don't get me wrong. So most computers are smarter than most people. However, there's a few of us that are quick-witted, that can snap into something that other people can't perceive for some reason. And that's just because of repetition, like PTSD and subconscious programming that we've done to ourselves. We don't realize that we do this, but on every single day, we do. Which is why I stress change. I say that change is one of the most important things in this life because that's all we have other than the present moment is change. Because everything changes, whether you like it or not. And if you don't control your change, your change will control you. If you don't take control of your mind, someone else will. Whether it be the media companies that are feeding you the commercials, the schools that are teaching you to be a worker bee, or other human beings that are telling you to do things that is going to benefit them in the end. Very few people care to the point where they're selfless about it. It's always, I'll scratch your back, but then how am I going to expect you to scratch something too? Hopefully it's my back. <laughs> you never know. So I guess the third thing that we have is our, each other. Ourselves, actually. Not each other, but ourselves. So the present moment, change, and ourselves. Every single second that we spend on this life, we're getting closer to the end of the time that we have here, and we're getting further away from the second we had before. We should remember the seconds that are behind us, and we should look forward to the seconds in front of us, but not too far, because we'll forget to enjoy the second that we're in. <laughs>